everybody. Welcome to Acts of Pod. So today we are going to cover the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. And um, actually the, the way that I arrived at this incident was um, in the news lately, they've been talking about how one of the <laughs> biggest victories of our present administration is that they've successfully been able to deregulate um, so many businesses and uh, business practices. Yeah, no and, more rules. Um, you know, without these shackles, businesses. Yeah, right. Finally, businesses will be able to thrive and make money and cut <laughs> through the red tape. And um, and they'll be able with finally businesses will be able to make money. Yeah, and you know regulations <laughs> obviously are something that liberals make up out of thin air, specifically to sabotage businesses, um, so they won't succeed. Right. Well, liberals hate <laughs> right. money and people with money. Yeah, my and yeah. and they want businesses. them to fail. <laughs> because Right. Because it makes sense. That's so why it makes I, sense. I was uh, trying to look at the first time uh, there was any sort of bill that was passed um, that really regulated the number of hours you could work in a day and the number of days of the week you could work, that sort of thing. And um, that was, in fact, the Fair Standards and Labor Act, um, which was part of the New Deal under Roosevelt um, in the late 30s. So, um, at this point, uh, there were still yeah, children real, working. <laughs> they're really good. So, um, there were still children working. <laughs> good. And, and if you're thinking, so nobody thought before this With heavy point, machinery. should children be <laughs> yeah. working in factories? I mean, Charles Dickens... Yeah, like Charles Dickens wrote several novels about this. Oh, yeah, they mentioned it. They mentioned it several times. But even the Supreme Court ruled against it, saying that, um, you know, they did not want to... Uh, there is a very specific phrase, it's, but essentially they did not want it's to interfere. Right, it's right. It's the right. With, it's the right of every five-year-old. Yeah, they don't want to meddle in the don't. affairs of the states. I mean, it should be up to them. Just because women and yeah, yeah. right. Listen, well, five-year-olds well, need to start. And I think I think we've all seen the repercussions. Like everybody else, and the earlier you start, the better. What it's like when children don't work <laughs> because the entitlement of six and seven-year-olds right. now is out of control <laughs> you know right education they right. education fed on a regular clothing. basis 
right. a modicum of like they're always emotional <laughs> support. Mm-mm. Sorry, right? Seeking of they're like trying to give you hugs all the time. Um, <laughs> Affection, yeah. When really those little fingers Absolutely. should be at work in the factory. They're well, the that's ones the thing. that can reach I mean, in some of those nooks and crannies. You think those looms are going to work themselves? Loom themselves? <laughs> Loom themselves? <What>? I <laughs> a shuttlecock themselves? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I, think, I think shuttlecocks are involved. Oh yes. <laughs> don't let those is don't uh, let those progressive shuttlecock block me. <laughs> the bad badminton then yeah badminton badminton but anyway yeah, don't it's probably yeah. not the same thing but it's that shooting needle that fast paced <laughs> that only children can really get their right. hands in and out between right and if you give them reflexes just, i mean honestly just a a cup of gruel and the incentive <laughs> to run fast enough like I don't know their mother's livelihood or you know so anyway um, uh, a woman responsible for that legislation or partly responsible anyway Frances Perkins who was the first female cabinet member Ooh. 1938 Ooh. What year was this again? She she was appointed in 1933. Ooh, nice. What, what year was this Well, but again? she was, but, Go. yeah. Well, that comes from my ninth grade uh, per, uh, report on Frances Perkins. I just, I do, I remember she was appointed in 1933. Oh, well, yeah. So, what's up? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, never forgot I mean, it. Never forgot uh, it. What's up? Houston ISD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but That's she had actually right been an advocate for um, women and children, um, working women and children, for years. And um, she was actually um, there the day of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Um, she was at Columbia studying for her master's. And she heard the fire engines, and um, because it was um, right, the building, the Ash Building, was near Washington Square Park. So there were a lot mm-hmm. of tourists. It was a very busy area of town, and um, mm-hmm. so they heard the fire engines. And her and her friends, that they were having tea outside, they they followed the noise of the engines and she got there just in time to see all these young women jumping from the windows to escape the fire of course jump well oh, and genius. and and why didn't they use the door well you know i'm glad hmm. you mentioned that so <laughs> but question. that experience was called um it was labeled the day the New Deal was born. It was a, as Oprah would call, a changing day in her life. <laughs> a changing day in her life. Right. So that's why day. Ev- even Light before the Fair, Sta- 
Fair Labor and Standards Act, I wanted to go back to the Triangle Shirtways Factory Fire. Um, and uh, so this is New York City. And uh, it's in the Ash Building. There were two owners who, Blank and Harris, who had a long history of being a bit responsible, caring, thorough. Actually, I was about to say the very opposite of all of those things. They, um, (laughs) in the past, they had, in fact, um, burnt down their factories and and collected the insurance monies. Oh, oh, that well, kind of party. Okay. Which, oh, which is... God. Okay, so this is the owner... Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These. Are, this is the owners of Shirtwaist the... Factory. The Triangle, fa- shirt the triangle right. whatever oh, okay. factory. Okay, so Shirtwaist... Shirtwaist. Um, I don't mean whatever, like I'm being It's okay, it. but Sorry. the Shirtwaist, by the way, is the... You know, the Gibson girls, they had those sort of blouses, those long blouses that they wore with the long skirts oh. and that had the sort of lace front. So that's what the, yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, and a lot of professional women would wear them, so they're very popular at the time. And um, But, you know, trimming the bits okay. of waist... Or, I'm sorry, trimming the bits of lace, um, the factory floor was littered with these just fluffs of fabric right yeah so the thing of it is is that the owners um harrison blank they had not installed a sprinkler system because i didn't even know those were around Uh, they had not even installed one for the eventuality that if at some point they wanted to burn the place down for the insurance money that <laughs> right right <laughs> oh, okay yeah this the sprinklers although they would provide you know some safety for their workers would really 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 put a wrench in their insurance right. and i think schemes. i think what you're gonna see okay. uh throughout the story is that the their concern for the workers is very low yeah is it? Their 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 concern for the product a bummer. is much higher than um, human life. But um, the other thing was that at the time it, there was a, a big concern for factory fires. I mean, it it wasn't that it was fairly common, but it had happened before. Um, these like huge like conflagrations where is that how you say it conflagrations conflagrations, i'm pretty sure um and uh so anyway but they had uh paid off the city and different inspectors in order to sort of fly under the radar and um Mm. so they sort of greased the wheels that way yeah. I know I'm jumping ahead, but do we know were there any repercussions for these guys well, after post fire? Well, no, because there well, weren't any laws, right? 
that, I don't know. Spoiler alert, Anne. <laughs> Sorry. You're just like, Sorry. wait a second. Have a good time. Was, Eat your uh, Anne. Wait, was Rosebud a slut Sorry. the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I, I will tell you, I will Getting tell you, I promise. Over here. So there were four, <laughs> okay, so okay, the, okay. um, the shirtwaist factory was the three floors at the top of the building. So it's the eighth, ninth, and 10th floors. Um, the ninth floor mm-hmm. was, um, where most of the production was done. So most of the girls were there. So there could be anywhere from 600 girls on the floor at one time. The top Mm. floor is where all the, I guess, executives were. And so, yeah, well, and that's the thing because most of them, most of them survived because they just went to the roof. Yeah. Why is this so confusing? Oh, they didn't, Wait, right, but they didn't have to jump out went, a window. Because the fire didn't start on their floor, yeah, the they fire went to the st- roof, and then... Why couldn't they go to the... Oh, because yeah, they, they were on the, on the very, very top very floor, top? so yeah. they could go to the roof, and then the oh. fire, they were able to either go to the next building, or they were just plucked from the roof. <sighs> Wait a minute, okay, but, so... <laughs> I'm imagining at least I know I thought they were like lo- I know right. they were locked in right, but there were staircases. They were they lo- couldn't like access. they were locked right. in. Yeah, they I'm, couldn't access. I really am getting there. Staircases. But... <laughs> I know sorry. you don't understand because <laughs> okay, I haven't told you I'm... any of this yet. I haven't even told you that the fire started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We're not okay, at okay, the fire yet. Okay. So there's I'm four sorry. elevators in the building. Only one of them is functional. There's only one door that's open. All of the other doors are locked from the outside because they are worried that the girls are going to either steal material or that they are going to (laughs) be infiltrated by labor or union, like a uh, u- union organizers. Oh, right. communists, etc. Yeah, <laughs> right. Com- communists. No, that was going yeah. on at the time and for so, sure. Actually, yeah, garment workers union was very, fairly popular at the time. And to be honest, they could have used one, but and yeah, that's right. the thing because they worked twelve-hour days, seven days a week. Um, and like I said, they were locked inside. They only had that one, the un- one door. The fire escape was really flimsy and the elevator, like I said, there was only one functioning elevator and it only held 12 people. Oh God. Right. And so oh, they, God. they're stuck on yeah. the eighth floor and the fire started on the floor I think it's the eighth floor and this the fire started beneath them it it um, it started in fabric and then it just swept through the room now they were able to call the top floor where the executives were 
So they were able to evacuate pretty quickly. Yeah, give them a heads they up. They did not so get out. <laughs> contact the girls. So they did not know that the fire was coming until the smoke started to appear. Yeah. And the other thing is that these girls were mostly teenagers, um, and they were mostly um, immigrants. So, like Italian, yeah, um, Russian, Jewish girls. Um, a lot mm. of them didn't speak English, so mm-hmm. it was hard for them to communicate to one another, like how it, what was going on, and. Um, it basically, you know, this was around the same time, like my mother's family, the maternal and paternal side, they both came in that huge immigrant wave at the beginning of the 20th yep. century. Yep. So, I mean, this is, this, this would have been them. Oh, yeah. You know, like this was, um, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing the pictures of, you know, like my great grandmother, the in the, her long skirt, and and then when you see the pictures of the incident where these young girls are in their twisted bodies at the anyway. Oh, so geez. the fire yeah. spread so quickly because, like I said, they're dealing with these little tufts of fabric and these tufts of lace, and it's just, you know it's consumed so quickly by the fire and um so they're um they run down the staircase but they can't get the door open because it's locked from the outside Ooh. Oh, and no, they, no. Oh, and they can't kick it out because it opens inward so they found a lot of bodies of girls that that were just at the bottom of the staircases um, the elevator uh, because uh, and and panic too because I'm sure oh, they were dude, piling on each other. Dude. The panic, oh, this is panic, b- giving me the biggest of yeah, it gets so much worse. So the elevator, um, it could only hold twelve people at a time, and it only made four trips before the heat broke it. It warped. And then the girls just started jumping down the shaft. So then they just found all these bodies yeah. down the empty oh, shaft. Oh, God. The fire escape was so flimsy that as the girls were climbing down the fire escape, it collapsed. No. And then, um, of course, they saw... Um, all these people, you know, had gathered around, including Frances Perkins, as the girls who had at this point no other option threw themselves out of the window onto the pavement. Oh, here's the other thing is that there was a fire hose inside, except that it was rusted shut and it had molded through. So they had, there was just absolutely nothing that they could do. Well, I mean, this is just, why do we need regulations? Well, that's, you know, it's, it's as if, like, come on, 
I not mean, necessary. <laughs> do you not like money? I don't get it. Right? I mean, you <laughs> right. have to break a couple of eggs in order I'm... to make an omelet. 600 yeah. vulnerable immigrant um, marginalized uh, eggs. Because they're the yeah. easiest. <laughs> yeah. They're the easiest to break. Disposable. Disposable. Yeah. Let's. So, I mean, disposable. Yeah. Disposable humans. So overall, thirty-six oh, died in the elevator shaft. Fifty-eight died from jumping to the street. Um, forty-nine had been burnt or suffocated to death, and um, two died later from the injuries. And, you know, you can see these pictures where they had them lined up in a morgue so their families could come and identify them. And and oh. they they weren't identifiable. You know, it, just, it was... Right. Well, no. But the thing of it was is that they held when they had... It was kind of like a... A public funeral but it was also um, it was like a garment worker yeah yeah a rally protest literally tens of thousands of people that showed up and it sort of sparked all of these new regulations that were put into place um, in order to obviously protect workers um, in New York, who were very vulnerable, obviously there were tons of there. There's sweatshops now. You don't take a right. um, a twelve hour a day, seven day a week job where you're locked in a room uh, no. if you have other options. Um. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. So, um, Blank and Harris, they they actually were taken to trial. Uh, for negligence and you know they very obviously um, okay. ignored were fine I mean, they, oh. they were not pretty much abject neglect and lack of and any people, kind and of people were very care. rightly furious and so as you would expect yeah. um they were found not guilty and were not held responsible in any way. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus cool. Christ. So awesome. Um, well, right. That's great. That's they can keep making more money, contributing yeah. to the economy. That's exploiting yeah. workers. I, it's just, I mean, again, just absolutely shocking, but. Oh, the the thing of it is, is that, um, you know, the, as I was looking up information about this fire, um, there was, um, a fire in Bangladesh, which was sort of like the new garment district. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. that it it yep. was just, mm-hmm. and that's Horror the thing, show. it's just, you know. I think people people have this sort of misconception that you know of course this sort of thing happened 
maybe a hundred years ago, but you know, that sort of almost sadistic capitalism no longer exists. There's people that fight on behalf of human rights. We wouldn't allow that sort of thing to happen. And it's like, that may be true in your country, you know, but they right. just, I mean, that's the thing. They just, they'll, they'll just go to a developing country and, you know, they'll, they'll, right. they'll use the same or sort of take advantage of the lack of regulation. Exploit. Right. Exploitation of the disenfranchised. It's all about power. It all goes back to power. Right. And capitalism. Well, and if you, if we, this, if we think that know. that sort of thing doesn't happen here anymore, right. I think that's a bit naive as well. Like, we don't right. hear about it because it, you know, happens to people who uh, don't have any recourse, you know, immigrants. Right. Like, again, like, yeah. People who are here without documentation what have you it would be like who exactly is responsible for our fruit and produce you know and is somebody making sure that they're getting a like a fair wage and that they're you know working uh, an appropriate amount of hours per week or because they're maybe worried specifically in a hostile environment that we're currently in that you can really have any sort of expectation you like and nobody's going to say a word but but all this Mm. to say is that you know when we talk about deregulations um there's some there it took literally a hundred years just to get children out of the workforce in the states you know right. so it it was just all of these things it almost any sort of regulation like the work week or the work day just took a constant uh a constant fight from like, you know, really sort of progressive causes or, um, and so to be really cavalier about (laughs) deregulation or, you know, trying not to pay for overtime or all these other sort of things is just, you just have to stay vigilant. You know, if we have to, um, we we have to respect people's you know <laughs> yeah Digni- yes. dignity humanity like it's it's pretty much that's fucking simple so Sorry. here's one here's one uh argument i have heard from um i know a few small business owners here and there <laughs> and um or people who you know work for themselves and uh, and are sort of um, you know feel sort of shackled by regulation, and uh, they feel like 
uh, it's getting in the way of them being able to, you know, prosper. And they, um, they could do a better job on their own. Yeah, I mean, you know, because Making they're good people own. and they're not going to take advantage of anybody, but they have to file all this paperwork and they have to do this and they have to do that. And it's like, right. um, yeah, and you know, not to say that's the thing. I mean, not to say that any biz, any business can feel, you know, you can feel that you're sort of choked by the bureaucracy and the paperwork and it, red tape of it all and you know it it all seems kind of you know when you think of like all the OSHA guidelines and you have to wear this kind of boot and you have to you know wash your hands this kind of way and you have to do this and all of the employees right. must do this and all you know fill out this this form in triplicate way like all that sort of this, Brazil style yeah. you know the movie Brazil that style kind of like bureaucracy of course there's some redundancy and whatever but like but I think to take that and then extrapolate it to like some perhaps like libertarian view where it's like government <laughs> just needs to get out of my business so I can make my money and do what I would it's just sort of like it's not just it's not it's it's a, it's, it's a lack of perspective it, i think and it's also it just seems really naive and immature to me too but let's no but i think anger. you know again i think a lot of times people are they i i think they try to pitch it as the small business owner that's being choked out by regulation right but it's not <laughs> right yeah right. we're not talking about you know like mrs and mrs small town america and their tiny sandwich shop <laughs> yeah. that have a lobbyist yeah. no schlotskis yeah they're yeah. not the ones that are fighting this good point <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You you just see so many small business owners, right? No, lobbying. absolutely not. Like the people that are the, the barbecue shack. We're talking about like multi-billion-dollar businesses who are pharmaceuticals, right. oil, gas, um, right? Uh, guns, giant, for uh, right and that's the thing yeah. it's like you Tobacco. know and i totally understand how like you know mr small town america is like look <laughs> i didn't what's i look, I, I don't need somebody acting like my dad telling me what the right thing to do mm -hmm. is i'm a good person and i'm like I, I don't doubt that you are but what i do know for certain yeah is that um, if left to their own devices, there are people out there who would lock the door from the outside, of them. have one working <laughs> elevator, you know, like that, because they're doing it right now, you know, that it's happening as we speak, you know, so. Well, there is a good portion of the population that's, you know, pure psychopath and sociopath so i mean <laughs> yeah. to like to think that nobody's gonna fall victim yeah of i mean right go ahead Can ian 
No, I, well, I just... And, you know, you can edit this out, but... Going back to the locked from the outside, it brought me back to a memory I had from middle school. And... <laughs> I'm just this is the closest I can get to identifying okay. with the with the workers. Um <laughs> homeroom my you know my last name's at the end of the alphabet. And so we had homeroom in the gym and our coach left um you know and and the bell rang and we were like, "Oh, well, we got to go to class. Everybody and we like we're trying the door. <laughs> he had locked us in the gym from the outside, and there was some panic because just from the bell ringing, like, well, we're thirteen and we got to go to class. Don't want to be late. And I, it, but in my head, I was like, and I, I'm pretty sure I even voiced it to some other kids <laughs> in my home did. room. Like, isn't this a violation of a fire code? Yeah, you can't lock kids in the gym. I mean, we were running around going to the locker room doors and the all the door. Anyway, yeah. But thankfully, there wasn't a fire. I hope somebody reported <laughs> I mean, that to the fire marshal. <laughs> well, there was a lot of bullshit going on in the nineties. <laughs> well, schools, I'm just glad so. that you you were able to escape that. <laughs> What sounds like living nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad you felt safe enough to share it with us. <laughs> I mean, what what pure terror you must have felt knowing that you may have been a few minutes yeah. late to your next class trying every door. And what if there had been a fire? And what if there had yeah. been a fire? But, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that with us. Sorry. So anyway, but that oh, I God. did want to mention that because, like I said, um, Frances Perkin, who ended up being the uh, Secretary of Labor under Roosevelt and um, ended up helping to, or being one of the architects of the New Deal, was um you know witnessed what which i can't imagine what that would have been like i mean to a degree i mean we you know uh, witnessing 9 11 it, it was right. right kind of like that but you know again the, it it wasn't that tall of a building so to have you know 50 over 50 women jumping out of these windows and it, to be that cl it, I, I just can't imagine yeah. the horror of it and uh, it, but at the time it probably was a tall building I mean the New York skyline yeah but like perspective time, wise if you're right? standing if you're standing down below and you're right. watching like you could probably see right. you know so like some I mean, details of their faces yeah. probably hear them oh god you know oh yeah screaming. you can hear what they were saying yeah, yeah. oh god oh but Ugh. and that you know and the other thing is like it's not as if it's not as if they didn't know it was the end you know they they saw what was happening to the other yeah. girls so it's not as if they they had the idea that they were going to make it and they they said that they were yeah the girls were jumping together like together in, in each other's arms and you know oh sometimes God. they were sisters or mother and daughter and it was just so incredibly oh. sad and you could see you know they had pictures where it was like girls that had their arms around each other and 
it you know oh, and Jesus. and the thing of it is is that they were all in the prime of their lives you know they they had made this journey yeah. they had survived this journey to the states and were willing to work these 12 hour days seven days a week you know and this is how it all ended up and for what you know yeah. just a couple of assholes <laughs> oh the injustice um I don't did y'all I, I don't know if y'all came across this but I came across there's actually a remember the triangle fire coalition and it's a non-profit and I just thought this was a fun little fact um, that they are working on uh, a memorial for the fire at the building in New York, and they're guessing it's oh, going right. to be done next year oh, in wow. the spring. So that's, that's timely. So that's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I think it's important to have things like this as, like, landmarks you know mm -hmm. it's not just about like fucking statues it's about places where tragedy happened and guess what you've got to deal with it and you go there and you pay homage and you think about it and I think that's cool yeah alright well it was good to see you guys and you know talk about horrible things together and work through it. Oh, fine. And if you like our podcast, please go to iTunes and rate it. Well, if you don't like it, please do not <laughs> rate it poorly. Just let us know. We'll work on it. We can talk about it. They all we'll listen. The, the, we'll listen. Yeah, we're, we're not, not stubborn. Like we're just really passionate about it. We're not these no. short waist factory no. owners. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some regulations. Yeah. Lay down the rules and regulations. Yeah, regulate us. <laughs> we'll grow together. Right? We'll earn your stars. Right. Okay? Right. Give us a chance. Subscribe, review. Alright. Don't just don't just set us on fire like we're just a no disposable. Don't treat us like a rag bin. Don't don't lock don't lock the doors of your heart from the outside. <laughs> Alright. Okay, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Alright. Bye.